You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hi, Kent. This is Dan from Sydney, Australia. Just wanted to get your opinion on the best way to build renderless, like UI-free components. I know you've talked both about using prop getters as well as using compound components. I was just wondering which approach you thought would generally be the best, what sort of trade-offs you'd have between the two, and which ones you would generally go with in which circumstances. Thanks. And that was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey, Dan. Thanks for the question. Um, so, yeah, that, that uh, tweet that you shared um, was pretty antagonistic toward this idea of prompt getters. Um, and actually, I, I've seen a number of components that or hooks that will give you back just the props um, and not prompt getters. Um, I call that a prop collection. Um, and Ryan Florence actually calls this uh, peanut butter hooks, uh, where you spread the props where it needs to go. Um, there's a big problem with that, and I teach about that in Epic React as well as my um, Advanced React Component Patterns um, course on Egghead, um, and that is composition. So if I um, am building a, a drop-down component, I need to have an on-click handler, I need to have an on-key-down and stuff. And if you decide that you want to also have your own on-key-down or whatever, then you have to compose those things together yourself manually, and that's a big pain. And so that's why we have prop getters. Um, but uh, anyway, as far as like the merits of prop getters versus compound components. Um, compound components work great. And in fact, if you can manage to make uh, a set of compound component um, uh, components, then I, I think that's a little bit easier to use. The challenge there is, or, or what can be a challenge there is um, like, let's say that you're building um, a tabs UI and um, you have each one of the, the tabs is, uh, you're rendering it as a div, but I actually want to render it as a span for some reason. Well, now you, your compound component has to have an as prop so you can specify what type of component you want to have rendered rather than the div. Uh, or if it's not a span, then maybe it's a, a styled component or something like that. Uh, and so that's why I, uh, when I created Downshift, that's why I went with the uh, prop getters. I, I started actually with compound components and, and then switched over to the prop getters idea. Um, and I, I think people were happier with that. Um, the, the challenge though is, yeah, it is kind of like Ikea <laughs> as, uh, um, as is mentioned in, uh, is it Tess? I think is her name. Um, Tess's, uh, tweet, um, that you do kind of have to assemble things together. Um, and yeah, I, for me, um, I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing unless you're just really trying to, to throw something together really quick. Um, but in my experience and, and the reason that I created Downshift in the first place, um, I, I couldn't find any other component uh, for a dropdown sort of or an autocomplete um, enhanced input sort of UI um, that gave me enough control over the way that things are rendered and the style of those things. Uh, everything had like 50 different APIs for how you can control the styling, 
and um, how you control um, what's rendered and when it's rendered and stuff. And so you have a bunch of different props for that. Um, it was really frustrating. And so prop getters gave me the flexibility that I needed um, at PayPal for what I like the thing that I built downshift for. And um, and so the, the nice thing about this is that it's a, a low level of abstraction that can be abstracted further. Uh, now with downshift, I was using render props and prop getters. Um, and now with hooks and, and downshift, is, I, I no longer maintain it, but the maintainer has added uh, hook support and still using prop getters. Uh, another example of prop getters is uh, React Table, um, I believe uses prop getters and, and um, oh, uh, React Virtual uh, or Virtualize. I get those mixed up, but Tanner Lindsley um, has a, a hook for virtualization uh, that's using prop getters. And um, what's nice is because it's a low level of abstraction, you can actually abstract it further for your common use cases. So let's say that you've got a UI that you're using all over the place uh, for a dropdown and you don't wanna have to do the prop getter song and dance for all of those. Well, that's really easy to uh, make a component that does exactly what you need in your application and then use that component. Um, and so like the composition works really nicely here um, and the nice thing about it is that it in inverts control for you so that you can customize it to exactly what you need in your application. Uh, and then you can just use that component throughout. Uh, and then like when I built Downshift, I envisioned that people would take it and build libraries on top of it that were more consumable and, and required less, um, I, I suppose, boilerplate, if you want to call it that, um, for building the UIs um, that uh, were like the common use cases. And so... Yeah, I like. Um, I don't. Uh, oh, yeah. It's her name's not Tess. It's Nat. I think is what she goes by. Um, but I, I don't agree with um, uh, with Nat referring to this as an anti-pattern. It's it's definitely not an anti-pattern. It has helped me a great deal um, to be able to um, have a lot of control over the way that things are rendered um, for a particular uh, UI that I'm building. Um, because the alternative is to not give that sort of flexibility and then the library just doesn't do what you want um, or uh, to uh, just expose uh, a silly number of props to change the behavior um, rather than being able to just control it yourself. And so, um, yeah, I strongly disagree that it's an anti-pattern. Um, I do agree that uh, it requires a bit of extra work uh, because we are inverting control here. Um, but the nice thing is that if it's at the right la layer of abstraction, then you can abstract on top of it to make something that's more consumable um, for your particular use case. As far as like whether compound components is better, um, uh, like I said earlier, I think that compound components is great. And if you can build uh, a UI library with compound components, then you can be really successful doing that. Uh, React uh, or Reach UI does this very well. I'm really happy with uh, any of the components that you use from Reach UI. Um, the, the problem always just comes down to uh, now you have to have this as prop. And I, I really don't like the as prop. Um, it just uh, TypeScript typings become a little bit more tricky with that. And um, uh, I don't know. There's just something about it that makes me feel like this is um, stretching the abstraction a little bit. Um, but yeah, if, if you can build something um, out of compound components, um, then a lot of people feel like that's a, a simpler API. Um, honestly, I, I don't see how it's any simpler. Um, like in either case, you have to know what component you're importing and you have to know where you're rendering it. 
um, versus prop getters, you you call the hook and you have to know what um, functions you get out of it and where to render those. Um, uh, I suppose you also need to know what kind of uh, element you're going to uh, apply those to. But uh, personally, I don't I don't see that as um, any big of a an issue. Um, and as far as like whether one is uh, e more easily composed than the other, um, I, I kind of get the the impression or the feeling that prop getters is easier to compose. Um, but uh, I don't know, like, I, I think you can kind of go with whichever uh, abstraction you feel matches what you're looking for more. So um, yeah, that's about it. Thank you for the question. And I hope that was helpful to you and have a wonderful day. This has been the Call Kent podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.